And on the mat and all the way down the sidewalk and the driveway and on top of my car are feathers. All kinds of feathers. Now, I'm not going to say angel feathers or anything else like that, but it just seemed awfully coincidence that suddenly there was all these feathers everywhere. Welcome to the Healing Your Soul podcast with Katie Souza. This program is designed for those eager for the supernatural to flow in their lives, as well as to have a healthy soul. Would you join Katie as she shares from scripture and experience the critical importance of a well soul? We've got a great new episode planned for you, so let's dive into today's show. In the 1980s, my mom was bit by a Lyme's tick. And when she was bitten, it released a spirochete bacteria into her body, and that bacteria began to literally eat her bones and her cartilage. Then a few years later, she developed severe rheumatoid arthritis. She started losing bone rapidly. First, she lost both knees, and they went and they put in two artificial knees. Then she lost her left hip. They went in and they put in an artificial hip. Then she lost the the little bones, the knuckles that held the little bones in your fingers. And so eventually the knuckle got eaten away and the little bone fell out of the knuckle and then you could actually take her fingers and spin them around also because there was nothing to anchor down the fingers. I spent my days and nights pressing into the presence, worshiping God, worshiping God. Sometimes I would worship him up to eight hours or more a day just worshiping him, waiting for him to speak, waiting on his presence to come, sitting in his presence, reading the word, looking for clues, asking him to give me insight, showing me how to heal, showing me how to receive revelation. Mom's illness drove me, drove me to find answers. And for years, even after I got out of prison, nothing happened. No matter what I prayed for her, no matter what I believed for her, nothing happened. And God spoke. He finally spoke to me. And he said, I want you to read Proverbs 3. He said this. The next verse said, It shall be health to your nerves and sinews and marrow and moistening to your bones. I don't know about you, but after dealing with a bone issue for all those years, that was a word to me. That was a word. I remember I went and told mom the story. Then I started to tell her everything that had been happening. She was just amazing. She was so that's when she started telling me about this date that she'd been getting. It was 11-11, 11-11. She'd been seeing these numbers everywhere she went. She would go and take her nap in the morning, and suddenly she'd pop awake, and she'd look up at the clock, and it would be 11-11. As soon as she told me that story, I got the 11-11 anointing. It's like everywhere I went, I was seeing 11-11. The next day, I went over to Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad's uh, my stepdad, Jack. His sister had just been there visiting from California, and she told him this story about this church in California called Bethel Church in Redding, California. And they said that uh, this church had some amazing miracles, that they were living in a flow of miracles that happened all the time. And they said we could go online and listen to some of the pastor, Pastor Bill Johnson's sermons. So Dad and I gathered around the computer, and we started playing some of the sermons there. And they started talking about some of the most amazing miracles. I mean, jaw-dropping stuff. Amazing stuff. And I'm listening to this guy. And I start to think, I wonder if these people have anything to do with mom's healing. If their church has anything to do with it. So while we were all listening, I'm silently doing this in my head. And I say, God, 
If they do, give me a scripture right now. And remember, I got quiet and I waited and I heard in my mind Psalm 67 too. I remember I turned towards the computer to see where Bethel was located at. And right as I did, Bill's preaching and he goes like this, now turn to Psalm 67. And then he reads verse two. Of course, I'm freaking out. So the next day, myself and Jack, we both decided to fast together. So we start our seven day water fast and I sit down before the Lord and I'm like, okay, now what, 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 what should I do? I said, I wanna have some clarity. I wanna know, should I go to Bethel Church? And I hear in my mind, I said, should I take a trip to Bethel? I hear in my mind, Matthew 10, 10. I open it up and I go to it and it says this, on your journey, Don't you love how God can lead you step by step by step by step by step? Isn't that cool, right? Okay, when should I go? And I heard the Lord say to me, November 9th through the 11th. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that makes complete sense. 11-11 is Mom's Miracle Day. About two months pass by, and it's time to leave. It's, it's like the day before I'm going to go. And that day, I received a call from one of my staff members who was at the governor's house that day for some kind of a meeting. And she's crying. She's saying, I'm so sorry, I didn't believe you. And I'm like, believe me about what? what? What's going on? She goes, I didn't believe that you should go to Bethel. I didn't believe that any of the healing stuff, I didn't believe you. And I said, okay, what happened? She goes, well, I went to this meeting at the governor's house and there was all these people there and the Lord told me to sit down at a specific table. And so I did. And when I sat down, he said, talk to that woman across the way from you. So I did. And I started to speak with her and I asked her where she was from. And she said, I'm from Redding, California. And she said, well, my boss is going there tomorrow. She goes, really? What for? She goes, she's going to a church called Bethel Church. She goes, that's my church. I'm on staff there. We had never heard of Bethel. We didn't know anybody from Bethel. And now we're talking to a staff member. And she begins to tell these amazing stories that it happened at Bethel. She said how about they had a visitation of feathers that would show up in the middle of the meeting. They would just kind of like fall down from the ceiling. So the pastor there, Pastor Bill, thought, well, there must be birds nesting in the vents. So we actually hired a professional company to come out and debirdify the vents. But when they got in the vents, they were clean as a whistle. Not a single feather, not a single poop, not a single bird. So they're like, hmm, wonder why that is. So they're wondering what's going on and thinking, nah, it can't be like, you know, angel feathers or anything weird like that. Until they started showing up in restaurants when they would be ministering to people or talking about God at the table. They all of a sudden feather would kind of just float down in front of them onto the table into their plate. It was amazing stuff. And so she's telling me, my staff is telling me these stories that this woman, Connie, was telling her. And I'm like, wow, I wonder if that has anything to do with the Genesis 24 scripture that Jack got. Said that Eliezer had an angel of the Lord mentioned many times that he had angel of the Lord going before him, that he prayed for it to make his trip successful. I said, I wonder if there's angels there and they might be helping me to do this. 
And so we were talking on the phone, and we met over at the office, and we were in the office, and we are laughing and crying, and that woman, Connie, agreed to come over and actually speak to our whole staff the night before I was going to leave. So we were all excited. We said, well, let's go out and get a bite to eat before it happens, you know, tonight, and then we'll come back, and we'll have the study, and Connie will come over. We opened the door, and on the mat, and all the way down the sidewalk and the driveway, and on top of my car are feathers, all kinds of feathers. Now... I'm not going to say angel feathers or anything else like that, but it just seemed awfully coincidence that suddenly there was all these feathers everywhere. Now, what seemed really strange was when I came back from getting food, I went inside the office and the feathers were inside underneath my desk. <laughs> we're not alone. <laughs> Amen. So Connie comes that night, and she starts telling everybody all the fabulous stories of all the miracles that have happened at the church. And she starts talking about this thing called an open heaven. Now, back in the day, back at that time, I'd never heard of that in my life. Now, yes, I know I'm the last person on the face of the planet, but I'd been in prison, you know. So I was a little far behind. So she's talking about this open heaven, and I'm thinking, I've never heard of that in my life. That's, but it's in the Bible. Jacob's ladder. There's a bunch of Jesus talks about an open heaven. That's amazing. Wow. And she was saying there was an open heaven over this church. I remember she prayed for everybody. I went home that night so excited. and I had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to get ready to get on the plane because the, the plane was leaving very early. And I got up and I walked over and I turned on my TV. And as soon as I did, there was a woman on the TV. And she said these words as soon as the TV went on. I pray for you in open heaven and open heaven and open heaven. And I'm like, <laughs> there's that open heaven thing again. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, wow, right? So I pack my bags. I get there. I get in the shuttle. I go to the airport, get in the plane. Three planes later, it takes three planes to get to this church. Three planes later, I'm on the last plane. Now, I've been praying the whole time. Right, the whole time. Is it really going to happen? Are you really going to do it, God? Is it possible? Right? I'm praying the whole time. We're finally almost there. We're in the last plane. And I had to take a breath. I've been doing that since 3 o'clock in the morning. And I remember I opened the window of the plane. I looked out, and there was this beautiful rainbow running through the clouds, and I was like, oh, God, that's an awesome sign of covenant promise. How amazing is that? And I remember I, I sat back against my seat. I took my first deep breath all day. I said, well, I'm about to land. I'll just relax and read a magazine right before until I get there. So I reached in the pocket of the airplane. I pulled out the magazine, and I opened it. And when I did, this is what I saw. I saw an ad. It was a real estate ad. And it had a rainbow and clouds running through the ad. But there was only a few words on the entire ad that was in this full page of this magazine. There's what it said. Heaven now open. That's from the magazine in the plane. I still have it. Is that incredible? Come on, church. Give a big cheer. I got off the plane, got my rented car, went to Bethel, pulled in. First person there prayed for me in open heaven. Second person there prayed for me in open heaven. Open heaven, open heaven, open heaven. That was Thursday, I believe. Friday, there was a special service there. Pastor Bill wasn't there. It was his, it was his crew there. But there was a special service. And so I went at like, the service started at 7. 
I went at like 4.30 to put my stuff on the front row seat because <laughs> I was going to get mine that I came for. And if anybody moved my stuff, I have the kind of anointing that can move it back. So I got my stuff there, and I waited, and the service started. And at the end of the service, they didn't announce beforehand they were going to do this. They didn't say anything. They said, we're going to have a special impartation of the anointing right now in the service. And I sat there, and, you know, this was so cool. What's really cool is Pastor Bill Johnson wasn't there at all. You don't have to have the prophet lay hands on you to get the anointing. His people are carrying it too, just as much as he is. And so I stood there, and two women, one of them had five kids, and they were all tugging at her skirt and, Mommy, Mommy, while she's praying the anointing on me. <laughs> and they were praying for me, and here came this liquid honey anointing running down my head, and it actually ran down my left arm and filled my arm so much that it actually felt heavy and weighty. When I, when I, I was sitting there going, yeah, it's really happening. It's really working. It's really working. It's really happening. <laughs> I could feel it in my arm, and my arm felt heavy. As soon as they let go of me, I was like walking around like this. <laughs> and then I was telling everybody, because everybody, of course, had heard the story of mom by now. I had told every single person that I ran into the story. So I'm going back, hey, I got it. Look, look, I got it. And they'd come over to me and they'd go, oh, that's awesome. Give me some. And I'd go, no, don't touch me. This is for mom. <laughs> like, it wasn't going to multiply as soon as I poured the oil out. It was awesome. And then I finally went home that night. I went to bed. And then the next day I was scheduled to come home. And I remember being in the hotel and I said, God, just give me one more confirmation that I got what I came for. Like, you already haven't had, heaven's now open, handcuffs frozen on the screen, hello. And I remember just taking the Bible and Bible dipping. Of course, you've never done that. And I looked down, and it was the story of Bethel. I got on the plane, I came home, and I laid hands on mom. And for the first time ever, I felt like it was some kind of like a heat generator in my body, and I've had it ever since. I feel the anointing going, and then it comes down my arms and down my legs. I feel heat and electricity flowing down my arms and legs. I never had it before. So now I'm very excited. It's like, whoa, I really did get this thing, amen? And I'm praying for mom, and I'm decreeing, and I'm believing, and the generator's going, and the power is flowing and everything, and nothing happened. And the next day, I did the same thing. I prayed for her again, and I felt the power. I felt the heat, and nothing happened. Next day, same thing. Three days in a row, nothing happened. And I'm like, what happened? I thought you were giving me the anointing to drive out demons and heal the sick. And I couldn't figure out what was wrong. Then I remember the fourth day, my stepdad, Jack, I went over to their house early in the morning, and he had just gotten back from the emergency room. He'd had trouble with his, his prostate for years. It had finally gotten so bad that they scheduled him for two surgeries. So I, I walked in, and he's telling this story, and I was like a magnet. I had to go over there and just, like, lay my hand on him. And I did, and I just stood there. I didn't even say a word. 
I just stood there, and he just sat there. And for 20 minutes, we just sat there and sweated, sweat pouring down the, the, the motor going and everything else. And he was healed. He was healed. So I knew I'd gotten it. And I wondered why nothing was happening with mom. Well, you know what? I didn't know about the soul for many years after that. And I remember after mom passed, because she passed in 2008, after I had resurrected her from the dead once, and she died the second time and didn't come back. Who would want to come back after you've seen heaven? And after she passed, I remember I was given her Bible. And I would read all the scriptures that she underlined. You know, have you ever underlined a scripture? Because the Holy Spirit highlighted to you, but you really didn't even know the depths of what it meant. She had all these scriptures underlined about the soul. I didn't catch on quick enough for her. But mama's our seed. And it says, unless the seed falls in the ground and dies, you cannot produce a harvest. And since then, what, what her life did was take me to that place where a harvest is now being reaped. Amen? And every healing I see now, I know it's because mom's life was our seed. And you know, mom had that terrible bone disease. Well, since then, I've seen thousands of bone miracles. Thousands of bone miracles. Amen. So I command you to receive this anointing that you will receive it right there in your living room. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus gave his disciples power and authority to drive out demons and heal the sick. And after he gave it to them, he said this, freely you have received, now freely give. See, Jesus commands that when we receive the anointing, we are to give it out. Because he wants every one of his people to be empowered with the anointing to drive out demons and heal the sick. So put your faith on it right now. In the name of Jesus. You saw, you've heard the story that I went through, that God took me step by step by Holy Spirit revelation to the place where I could receive my first part, my first level of the anointing. And since then, the anointing has grown by leaps and bounds. It has become more powerful and effective. And now, that what I have freely received, I freely give to you now. Right now, in the name of Jesus. I command that you would be filled with the anointing, that you would possess even more dunamis than you do now, that you would go up in your level of resurrection power, 
that you would cause people to be excellent of soul, that you would become excellent of soul because of the dunamis anointing you are receiving right now, that you would receive the power to perform miracles because dunamis is being increased in your life. And I loose upon you exosia so that when you command evil spirits from the dark kingdom to bow in the name of Jesus, that power will be released and they will be forced to submit to your command. I loose it for you now. Receive it. Receive it. Use your faith. Reach out. Use your faith just like I used my faith to believe that God was sovereignly taking me to this place to receive this anointing. Use your faith to believe that God is making it happen for you right now. He says, freely receive now, freely give. Jesus did not only give the anointing to the 12, he gave it to the 72. You are part of the 12. You are part of the 72. You are a disciple of Christ. Receive the anointing. I lose it. See, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to bubble. I'm starting to burn. I'm starting to bubble and burn. That means God is releasing it. God wants everyone to have it. He wants everyone to have it. He wants everyone to have it. It's his will and desire that every single one of his people, the royal priesthood, carry the anointing so that every single person can drive out demons and heal the sick, that you can be used in the kingdom by these empowerments, these anointings that will give you supernatural energy, supernatural authority, supernatural power. I command that you be filled with it now. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Rece receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. How many of you feel like a, a brush of a wind or a chill or a heat? Wave your hand over your head like this. See? Or electricity. Amen? Yes, you're receiving it now. That's the power. Being received now. Even of those of you who do not feel it. I remember I gave this anointing out in a meeting and a couple did not feel it. But yet the next day when they went to pray for their father-in-law who had a torn rotator cuff, they prayed for him and he got up from the backyard. He went back into his kitchen and he was standing by the sink. He had just been complaining because he couldn't dance with his brand new wife because of his torn rotator cuff. They pray for him. He goes back into the kitchen. He's standing at the window by the sink. They're outside. All of a sudden they turn around and look and he's doing this. And they didn't feel a thing. Receive it. Amen. Do you receive it? Can you give Jesus a praise for it? Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at katiesouza.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. God bless.